0: Welcome to the Compassionate Educators Show for teachers who desire to change lives without self-sacrifice. Let's dig deep together into the skill set, mindset, and best practices you and your students need to thrive in today's schools. Now your host, Marie Cooney. Hello and welcome, come on in. Alright, so where I am at in Wisconsin, it is really chilly and I think that I'm having to get reacquainted with it because I just spent some time uh, in Florida celebrating my sister's wedding and I am not used to having summer in January, but I absolutely loved it. So did my children. My husband, on the other hand, he absolutely loves the cold weather, so he's very happy to be back here in the tundra. (laughs) So let me know, what do you prefer? Do you like the forest seasons of the cold weather, or do you like having that warmth all year round? So let me know. (laughs) All right, so let's dive into today's topic. We are in our third installment of the Helper's Risk Trifecta. So today we are going to be discussing secondary trauma, also known as vicarious trauma. Now, if you haven't listened to episodes nine, which is on uh, teacher burnout prevention, and episode 10, which is compassion fatigue, I do recommend that you go back after you listen to this one to go back and listen to those as well, because it will really help for you to gain a deeper understanding that all three of these risks are very similar, but there are some very specific ways to distinguish between the three of them. And it is important because when we want to alleviate a problem, it's important to look at the root cause. So if you are experiencing certain symptoms and signs there are things such as depression anxiety withdrawal that is a common factor between all three of these however we want to get to what is really happening so that you can take the steps in order to make it better for you. Because you are doing the big frontline work of helping our students and really helping bring up the next generation. And that is big, incredible work that you are doing. So in order to take care of the children, you also have to make sure you are taking care of yourself. Agreed? Okay. (laughs) All right. So as far as secondary trauma goes, oftentimes in the classroom, especially if you are a compassionate educator and you are building those relationships, you're getting to know the students, you are building that trust factor and where the students are coming to you and talking to you about things other than the core subject that you are teaching. You are in that moment making a big impact and making their lives better. However, a lot can come up during those conversations with the students that can really have, can really take a toll. If you have students that are bringing their personal stories to you, then it's important that you learn ways to cope with the information that they're bringing to you. So let's say a student comes to you and they Tell you a story about a traumatic experience that they have had, or maybe the student even doesn't tell you directly, but let's say there is an event that happens to make the news, or you hear from a coworker something that has happened to a student, and it's it's really a big kind of life-altering event, or maybe it's something you know can have a really deep impact for that child, for their family, um, then we have to make sure that you are taking steps to protect yourself from having that impact of vicarious trauma. Simply being exposed to stories of trauma, even on the news, can have a lasting impact within our bodies. So let's say you watch the news every night and you are hearing stories of you know murders and abuse and uh, you know natural disasters and all of these negative stories are actually creating physical symptoms within your body. So you might not even realize it especially if You have been being exposed to these stories often. Um, You might not even realize that your muscles might be tightening up or your heart rate is speeding up or you have a bit of a shortness of breath. So those are some physical symptoms that can appear just from watching like the nightly news. And again, that awareness, that recognition of what is happening is so important. Just like I was talking in the last two episodes about recognizing those signs and symptoms, it's really important to continue to be mindful of how your body is reacting to certain information around you because then you can take steps to protect yourself. So if... So much can change within our bodies and even within our brains because our brains are constantly taking in the information that is around us and it's creating stories for ourselves with the information that's been given to us. I want you to really think about what you are exposing yourself to, what kind of stories and just information are you surrounding yourself with and is it helpful or hurtful to you? If what you are surrounding yourself with is benefiting you, okay? So that's the first step. Secondly, I want you to consider if your body and your brain are having these changes and just by, just by the news, right? Just by stories of people that don't even have a personal connection to you now i want you to think about your students and those students who maybe let's say are growing up in high rates of poverty or there's a lot of community violence in like near the school that you are teaching in maybe you don't even have students that necessarily have you know high rates of Crime and drug use in their families and communities, but maybe it's just that one single student who has come to you with a story so powerful and so heartbreaking that you just can't shake it. So, if you are working in those types of environments, or you have had students who have come to you with those heartbreaking stories, or if you haven't yet, maybe you are still in your student teaching environment, maybe you just haven't been exposed to that yet, chances are you eventually will be. And according to the CDC, over half of the children in the United States have been exposed to some type of trauma. So again, if you are building those relationships, if you are building trust, if you are learning about your students' community, and their families, then chances are you are going to have some type of exposure to trauma. And then to take the steps to prevent and avoid secondary trauma is really, really important to make sure that you can be helpful and that you are not being overly entrenched within these stories. Because if you are part of the story, then how can you help bring another out of it? So we're going to look at how you can protect yourself from really having a lot of the impact that comes along with being a compassionate educator. Remember, we are keeping the compassion alive, but we are also making sure that we are not so deep within the trauma and within the heartache that we ourselves need a lot of help out of it. We want to protect ourselves so that we can help others out. Now, if you are far deep into it already and you are feeling, you know, if you have signs and symptoms of depression, of anxiety, of extreme Withdrawal, been exposed to a lot of trauma, it can cause that, it can cause you to experience signs and symptoms of PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder. Were you aware of that? I know a lot of people are not. So just having that exposure uh, firsthand, and I don't mean that you have been. Uh, you know, within the story of trauma, but you have been exposed to the story of trauma in relation to a student, someone that you care about, then you can even have what looks like PTSD. So this could look like heavy nightmares. So let's say a, a student, and I'm not going to go into all of the different stories of trauma, we're working on protecting ourselves from that but you know you know personally uh the different stories that have come to you whether it was through student or within your community or even on the news so let's say you have that you know close exposure to the trauma you could start having nightmares that are in relation to that trauma that you have been exposed to. You might even have what appears to be flashbacks, and this can be really confusing because you haven't necessarily been there present when the trauma happened. However, by hearing about it and by thinking about it and by continuing to have that story run through your mind, you could even have what seems to be flashbacks of the trauma and feel like you were there. And especially if you are, uh, you know, I'm going to use the word empath. And what that really means is you just have a really big heart, and the information that comes to you, you really feel it within your body, within your soul, and it really moves you. And this can be a really wonderful gift. However, when it comes to being exposed to stories of trauma, you have to do even more work to protect yourself so that you're not sunk in so deep to that story that you yourself are having the depression and anxiety that can really go hand in hand with trauma. Because again, remember, we are wanting to bring our students to that kind of other side and let me let me pause here for a moment because I want to make sure that we are clear in boundaries so it's not our job as educators to counsel our students and to provide therapy for our students even as a school counselor it was never my role to provide specific therapy within the school now a lot of schools are bringing in Uh, community counselors to do some of that work which is wonderful however there's a lot of greatness that we can do within our roles as teachers and school counselors and school social workers and you know all these other wonderful roles that you might be in that can have a positive impact on your students however we are going to work more towards the prevention Keeping ourselves healthy so that we can continue to provide, you know, those wonderful tools for our students, but we have to do that for ourselves first. So, you know, it's not your job to fix the problem or to rescue your students from the trauma or the potential of trauma that they are facing right now. So, I want that to be even relief for you. Okay. So I want you to find some comfort and some release and knowing that it's not your job to rescue anybody. It's simply your job to keep yourself healthy, to protect yourself so that you can just be there. Okay. Just be there fully Just be present for your students because that within itself can be very healing for your students, okay? As always, I like to give a few simple yet effective strategies for you to use if you are finding yourself within a place where you are being exposed to stories of trauma. Okay, so the first one is... When you are being exposed to these stories, I want you to place a hand over your heart. So just try this with me right now. Take your right hand. Oh, and if you're <laughs> if you're listening while you're driving, try this after you are done driving, please. So we are staying safe in every way possible. <laughs> okay. So if you are not driving though, <laughs> place your right hand over your heart. And when you are listening to a very challenging, difficult situation, when you are being exposed to something that you know could hurt your heart, and what I mean by that is it could be something that is just really painful emotionally, I want you to place that hand over your heart. I want you to protect your heart space. Now, this doesn't mean you are not... Uh, you know, giving your love, yes, you are absolutely doing that, but you are not letting the information enter your heart space. So within your heart, you are going to focus on the love, okay? You're going to focus on the healing. You're going to focus on if you have a religious or a spiritual practice, whatever that looks like to you, you are going to bring that into attention right now as you are witnessing this traumatic story. So this is going to help protect your heart and you can be completely present for the person who is sharing the information with you. And as you start to practice this, you can even, you can even protect your heart space without putting your hand on your heart, but this is a way to start, okay? So you're going to take that information and in through your ears and you are going to send out love. you're going to send out compassion. but you're not placing yourself within the story. okay? this again takes practice, but it's really important that you are. Like energetically separating yourself from that particular story of trauma. Because when you are exposed to it, and if you empathize so much with the story, you are actually, your body, your mind, it actually feels like you are within that story that you were there you know, firsthand that you are exposed to that trauma because your mind and your body can't make that distinction. If you are feeling that story with all of your heart, <laughs> then it, then, then you actually are telling your mind that this is happening to you. So I want you to work on this and anytime you are exposed to a challenging story, even if it is not, let's say, a traumatic event that has happened to a student even if it is being exposed to let's say you hear about a natural disaster that has happened and we know that in our world that there are stories of this all the time I mean in my head I just thought of three that are happening in the world right now that are very difficult so I want you to practice how to remove yourself energetically from that space and placing your heart on your, or excuse me, placing your hand on your heart. And again, being present and acknowledging the hardship, acknowledging the challenges that come with that and sending love. So you're not allowing your body to absorb the negativity that's happening, but you instead are sending out love. Okay, now this is big, so, you know, I actually, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop there because this one takes a lot of just trying this out for yourself, seeing how it feels to you, getting this to work for you, and I don't want to overwhelm you with different strategies because I do believe that this particular one can go a long way and can be very effective in reducing some of that secondary trauma. Now, if you feel that you are interested in learning more, that you do want some more strategies, you want to learn more about secondary trauma and the other two within the helper's risk trifecta, compassion fatigue and burnout, and learn more about how these are different from one another, strategies that you can use to make sure you are staying healthy and safe then come join us over in the Compassionate Educators Facebook community. So I love sharing this information with you through this podcast, the Compassionate Educators Show. I also, though, love having two-way conversation. So we can do this through the Facebook community. And within the group, I also go live on Sunday afternoon so that we can have direct discussions This Sunday, I will be talking more about pieces of the helper's wrist trifecta. So join us again over in the Compassionate Educators group on Facebook. And if you are already in it, make sure that you are joining in Sunday afternoon so that we can talk more about strategies to keep you healthy and happy as you do this big, wonderful work Within the classrooms and helping our students and future generations to uh, truly be happier and healthier. So let's keep changing lives together, and I will talk to you next time.